Vox Quick Hits. I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Vox Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. I gotta be honest, I don't really like mushrooms that much. Right now, it feels like mushrooms are haunting me everywhere I go. Whether they're being used as a meat replacement in frozen burgers, as leather alternatives for bags, or as cute little lamps. Mushrooms seem to be sprouting up all over the place. And then there's the other kind of mushrooms, the drug kind. Psychedelics were really big in the 60s and 70s, but thanks to new legislation, mushrooms are being used in research to treat mental illnesses and in new businesses to capitalize on a thriving wellness market. So what's behind the shroom boom? Here to explain is Terry Nguyen, my colleague and reporter at The Goods. Hi, Terry. Hi, Rebecca. So when did you first notice that shrooms were suddenly like all over the place? I think it was a gradual notice because I remember being in a bookstore and seeing like five shroom books across a variety of categories being advertised to me. And then on Instagram, I just kept seeing so many shroom products. And then obviously on Twitter, there's been a lot of discussions about psychedelics. And so I feel like once I noticed it, it felt like they were everywhere. What are some of the the trends that we're seeing in shrooms? I know you mentioned in your piece, there's jerky, there's leather, there's beauty products. What else is out there? Yeah, so there's a big movement to make shrooms like the big next it alternative to meat. And so there's, you know, mushroom burgers, mushroom jerky. So they've kind of filled in this really interesting niche in the wellness market. And there's a lot of direct-to-consumer brands that are pretty much just focused on mushrooms or use mushrooms as a big marketing strategy. Kind of like CBD in a way, saying that mushrooms can calm you, that they have these added health benefits, that they're really good for you. And so there's been a lot of marketing around like tinctures and like elixirs related to that. So it seems like mushrooms can be used for all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, so there's a very big and pricey global mushroom market. It is expected to reach around or surpass $50 billion by 2025. And that's pretty much a result of how there is this emerging wellness market that really likes like niche and versatile vegetables and fungi. And mushrooms are just a great example of that. And I know kind of in this conversation, we're describing mushrooms as like the general term, but there are so many species, there's thousands of species of mushrooms. Like there's chaga, lion's mane, like reishi. And all of these are used kind of differently in all sorts of different products. And um, depending on how they're marketed, like a lot of um, these companies have marketed them as like a superfood, as like a supplement. And they're even used in things like beer or like syrup. And so there's a lot of versatile use cases for them that led to this market to be so lucrative. It also kind of seems like mushrooms have a lot to do with this trend of like 
everyone just wants to be outdoors because of the last year we've been so shut inside. Yeah. So one of my sources, he actually runs uh, the Fungi magazine and he's very involved in the mushroom space, says that there's been an uptick in foraging just generally um, over the past decade. But the pandemic really took most people outdoors to national parks. And so as a result, they kind of wanted to look for their own foods. And you're right about the pandemic kind of facilitating people wanting to feel more in touch with nature as well. You know, there's this emerging aesthetic movement called cottagecore, and people like to imagine that they're living in the woods or kind of they're living in a quaint lifestyle that isn't like the world that we live in. And so mushrooms kind of fall into that way aesthetically. We're also kind of seeing a lot of psychedelic use that doesn't have necessarily the same stigma that it did maybe even 10 years ago. Where have you seen mushrooms for, you know, drugs, for like tripping? Where has that been more mainstreamed? So in 2018, uh, the journalist and the writer Michael Pollan published um, How to Change Your Mind, this best-selling book that captured the attention of the public and kind of showed why psychedelics could actually be beneficial for mental health treatment. And I guess since then, that really piqued a lot of general interest. Um, And so I guess There's been one state, Oregon, that has decriminalized psychedelics, but a few cities, I think like Denver, um, Santa Cruz, Oakland, and California have done so. And so that's led to more acceptance, I think. You know, there are businesses that have set up that also cater to people interested in tripping as well. Do you think psychedelic mushrooms are going to become, you know, very commercialized? I think so. There's been some reporting that um, kind of venture-backed companies are interested in patenting psychedelic treatment. Um, There's a lot of venture capital money kind of being poured in that space because they see it as kind of the next big thing compared to, you know, marijuana and CBD a couple of years ago. Um, Like Peter Thiel, the investor, is backing this company called ATAI Life Sciences. And then there's also Compass Pathways, which are independently, you know, developing their own treatments. So what are some fun ways that people can start to incorporate mushrooms in their lives if they previously lived maybe a mushroom-free life? Well, I think you can just look up a recipe and make um, a mushroom pasta. That's my favorite way to incorporate mushrooms. Or maybe you can try mushroom coffee. That's really interesting to me. And I saw a coffee shop near where I live that's doing that. And so I'm very interested in that. Okay, I'm going to need to hear more about this mushroom coffee, but Terry Nguyen is a writer for The Goods at Vox, and thank you so much. 